What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. What's up guys, welcome back. We've got an awesome video for you today. Riley and I are gonna share 15 tips that are gonna help you become a better trader. These are tips that you can always be working to improve on. They're 15 tips that I've collected from my years of experience trading, but also taken some notes from some other successful traders and brought them into my trading plan, and I wanna share those with you guys today as well. So before we get into these tips, do me a favor. If you're a regular, you know who we are, but if you're not, I'm Austin, this is Riley. Do us a favor, make sure you subscribe, and if you enjoyed today's video, please give us a thumbs up because it really helps the YouTube algorithm. Second thing, before we get into it, I gotta plug the ASFX Trading Journals. They're now available. The link is in the description so you guys can grab that. It's guaranteed, guaranteed to change your trading and take it to the next level. I think this is like the one small step you can take towards professionalism that a lot of traders overlook. So try out the journal. I know you're gonna love it. Riley? How are you? I'm living. It's raining. We got the hurricane. It's Veterans Day. Shout out to all the, the veterans. We appreciate you. I'm wearing red, white, and blue under this. You know, I've, I kind of had a quick thought at boxing today. I was like, should we have done like a promotion or something for Veterans Day, like a discount? And I was like, nah, eh. we do a lot of discounts. We discount our stuff enough. We'll come back with Black Friday or something like that. But I was like, should we? Because the boxing place was doing a discount for Veterans Day clothes. I was like, did we miss a sale? No, we're good. But either way, thanks to the vets. So, for these 15 tips, originally it was just 10 and then I started doing my thing and thinking and the wheels start going and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. And they all kind of like roll together. I kind of wanted to start up here and work our way down into like actual tactics, kind of like we did in a couple of the last videos where we talk about the bigger picture and then we like actually give people something to leave the video with. So first one, I think it goes, like I said, top level for anything that you're trying to do, anything specific, like, like specific skill-wise, doctor, lawyer, uh, engineer, hard things, not just like go be a waitress, no offense to the waitresses, but like challenging things, I think you have to go all in on it. How many doctors or lawyers, or you know, because that's what people deem as successful in our society, but how many of those really great doctors or lawyers half-assed it through law school and med school and didn't care about getting that first job and didn't care about their work? No, that never, ever, ever happens. The best doctors go all in, they care more than anybody, and they commit everything to it where they're not going out on the weekends. They're giving up every free minute, missing family holidays, missing birthdays for their craft, for their passion. And for us, for me, it's trading. For you, I think there's a lot of things that you've kind of gone all in on, but I wanted to ask you what comes to your mind first when you think of like something you've gone all in on. Well, it's not the first thing that we talked about, but the first thing I think of is just myself. Where's like, the, Where's the bomb thing? So selfish. Nope, Ooh. not the bomb thing. Ow. Sorry, everybody, not the bomb thing. Wrong button. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's peaceful. All in on yourself. All right, good. What do you mean? Just understanding myself. What makes me happy? What makes me cringe? What makes me excited? What makes me fearful? Just understanding myself. That way, then when I go into these other things, I know how to show up as my best self to put in the energies to then truly go all in. Could you say that you would like, in that sense, like, because that's kind of like a rah-rah sentence almost, tactical. Would you say that that's why our show is good because you do the rah-rah <laughs> and I bring it to the tactics. Would you say it's like, you know your strengths, you know where you fit, you know how to work with a group or if you're working on your own, you know your strengths and what you need to get done. Yeah. You know your, and you know where you're weak too so you can yep. ask for help and ask for support, right? Absolutely. What have you, other than yourself, gone all in on? So this is a big one. After I graduated college, everybody's usually like, woohoo, like you graduated college, you're ready to step into this career, get this great salary job with all these 
benefits and yeah. No, I didn't do that. I went all in on you and ASFX. You were working with a company, short, long story short. And I looked at you one day and was like, we can do this on our own. I don't need to go out and get a real job and you can leave this company. Let's do it together. So I really put all my eggs in one basket and just jumped all in with ASFX. Like this is going to work. We need to make this work. We don't really have an option. And that's what we did. It feels kind of like it was a long time ago, but it really wasn't. No, like I remember. We started ASFX in July of 2019, right? Yes. Yeah. So really not that long ago. It's just almost the end of 2020 now. Sitting in your little 600 foot square foot apartment with the whiteboard, like literally going all in on how do we actually do this, but not just do this to like quick make money right now. How do we make this a business so that I don't need to go get a career job with all these fancy schmancy things? Right. I didn't want that. Right. Right. And I think that the going all in in you wasn't just that you saw that I was a good trader or that we had a good platform to build a business off of. You, going back to what you said before, knew yourself and you knew me after being with me for over a year at that point and studying me and watching me and paying attention to me. You like, you knew how we could work together well and we could go all in on it together. So I love that. Second tip, tip number two. Well, before we Wait, go on. another one? Yeah. Okay. Before we go on to tip number two, I mean, I think that they want to hear from you a little bit because obviously you went all in on trading, but when did you really, did you, was there ever a moment? Because for me in the ASFX thing, like I feel like there's a clear moment where it's like, yes, I chose to go all in. Was it ever like that for you with Forex or did yeah. it, was it kind of just like a gradual go all in? When I dropped you? out of school. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where you're like, okay, can't go backwards now. Because, yeah, you can go back to school and you can try to make people happy that, you know, you let down or whatever. But I wasn't about to let that happen. It gave me like a motivator. It was like a chip on my shoulder, basically. So it was like chips all in, standing up at the poker table. Because, you know, in poker, that's what they do. When you go all in, if it's your whole hand, you stand up. That's how I felt when I left school. I remember getting the paper. I was dating a different girl at the time. And I remember showing her the paper. And in the parking lot, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving now to just trade and make this work. Did she look at you like you were crazy? I think so. That's why she's not here anymore. So, and that's why you're sitting here. Let's go to tip number two. So again, tip number one, they go all in. And I appreciate everybody listening and watching this because I'm not going to do any fancy edits to this video. You're here with us. You're in the room with us. We're going to get through these together. I promise. Tip number two. I think every great trader always is thinking in terms of risk, not reward. They measure, calculate, and focus on the risk before anything else. And we did a video a couple of weeks ago, and you asked me, like, do I think I'm a master in Forex trading? And I said, no. Do you remember what I said? You said you're a master of risk. At reading risk, not just in trading, but I think in my everyday life. Yes. You deal with that with me all the time. <laughs> Where I, I, I can confirm. <laughs> can you give everybody, like, an example? Because you probably have a better one than me. Oh, my gosh. Not a specific example, even, but, like, how I, how you, how I do that on an everyday basis with every decision I make. Yeah, so the best way to explain Austin in real life, like outside of trading, everything that he does, it's not that he's a planner. It really does go back to risk, but that kind of comes along with having to have a plan in everything that he does, just because that helps him see and poke holes, where is the risk at and how do I lessen that? That way, the overall, whatever it is, even if it's like going out to dinner or something, you know, if it's a really rainy night and he knows that, I don't know, it's somewhere farther to walk in the rain. Like he will be thinking about the risk of having to get soaking it's wet. It's funny you say that as an example because my example was going to be like in Florida when you drive, 
you can like hop the median to make a left, but sometimes it's three lanes that you got to hop over to get to the other side of the road. And you can sit in the median like it's cement and you can do the thing, but it's not safe. And you guys know we just got the new car. So sometimes, most often, I don't choose to do that. The only time I'll shoot all the way across is when there's no cars from the left and no cars from the right. Other than that, even when I leave my house, I will go up to the right and do a U-turn just to be safe. What is the three seconds that I'm going to save from not doing that Yeah. versus the risk of getting smacked by a 50 mile an hour car in my brand new Tesla? Risk reward. Right. And that applies into my training too. So I think it's literally everything everything. in his life. He is always thinking about there. Even when it comes to our food, like in the kitchen, like you like, Hey, if we don't have food, I'm going to be hungry. Yeah. What are we eating for dinner? What are, what are we doing next weekend? You know, like you're always thinking ahead to have it all planned out because of the risk. Right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Good. Tip number three. They're not scared of being wrong. Great traders are never scared of being wrong. I think this is something I still work and struggle with. They have no emotional tie to the result of their trading. They really, really don't care if they have to cut a trade for a loss and be wrong or if they take a loss just because they were wrong. You know, they don't care. They really are unemotional to that. It doesn't carry with them to the next trading decision. And they're able to still stay kind of like what we were talking about in yesterday's video, the the boat, the equilibrium. They're Mm -hmm. still able to stay there, stay calm, even through taking losses because they don't care about being wrong. I feel like that's really hard for a lot of people to except in their everyday life, let alone in your trading, that we are wrong sometimes. None of us are perfect, you know? It takes, in even I'm someone who talks about it and preaches it, I still struggle with this part of me that's weird. It's like, it comes out of me that I just want to be right. But for what? Like, that's why I'm, I feel like I'm growing still every day because I'm like, for what? Like, why do I need to stroke that part of my ego? For what? What do you think? Um, About why you're still like that or? Sure. Well, like you said, I, it, it's all in, in the ego. Um, I will say, though, that I feel like I helped you a lot with this one because whenever you would lose a trade, if you were like, I would kind of bring you back to reality of like, hey, that's on the screen. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah. did you follow your plan is usually the first question I ask you if you have a losing trade. Was it according to plan? Was right. it a trade you should have been in? Mm-hmm. And if you tell me yes, I'm always just like, OK, great. That is still a win. Even though the trade resulted in a loss, it is a win that you followed your plan and still executed the way you should have. Right. So you have to almost redefine what it means to be wrong. Losing a trade does not make you a bad trader or doesn't make you wrong. Right or wrong really is based on did you follow the plan or not. Exactly. Right. And that kind of is to the part where I'm like, they're not attached to results. They're not attached to the win or the loss. So yeah, I love that. Um, Good. Number four. This is like something we took from a yoga class kind of, but applied it into our trading. They, I think all great traders respond. They don't react and they don't forecast. So I ex- extrapolated out on this a little bit, expanded on it a little extrapolated, bit. Extrapolated, is that a word? Yeah, Google it. It's oh, a word. That's a big one. I think it means to like expand okay. and go into more detail. Sounds like it. All I added was two words though. So the <laughs> extrapolation is not very large. <laughs> My, again, tip number four, they respond. Great traders respond. They don't react. So what that means is responses require thought, kind of some planning, and maybe even an if-then statement in your trading rather than a reaction, oh, SPCE is up 10% today, buy it. Oh, EURUSD is back at the 200 EMA, buy it. Those are reactions, not responses. Absolutely. It definitely requires a high level of self-awareness to be able to even notice that initial impulse of I want to buy that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like recognizing your impulses and then choosing to react. That's where the journal or respond. Sorry, not react. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's where I know what you meant. Cause 
I'm able to, when I'm pay, paying attention to how I feel when I trade, today was Veterans Day, it was a bank holiday, so not a great example. But when I'm trading, if I'm more aware of those emotions and I practice it more and I, and I study them more, they are becoming something I can control more. It's pretty cool. Good. So that's tip number four. Recap again. Tip number one, they go all in. Tip number two, they measure and calculate risk, always not reward first. It's always risk first. Tip number three, they're not scared of being wrong. Tip number four, they respond. They don't react. There's no forecasting. Tip number five, they have a trading plan and they follow it like a Bible. For real, the trading plan is the religion and it is a detailed trading plan. So I have a video where I showed my trading plan that I've been using for the last year or so. I'll link that in a card above or below or both, so you can see that. I, I actually screen share and show you the plan. I think that everybody thinks they have a plan, but it actually takes writing the plan, detailing it. I mean, I've talked to traders. We know a couple of them. One of them was just here. Their trading plan is 10 pages long, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's that much effort and detail into it, and they read it to themselves almost every day. I think that that's a huge piece of consistent, like to make yourself a consistent trader. It's to remind yourself of your business plan, to ground yourself in that rule set. Yeah, I remember first coming over to your house and you literally had yours printed out yep. right above and you. And then I, I used to have it taped above my desk too for a while. Yeah. Yep, yep, just so I could see it all the time. Yeah, super, super important. And not just having the plan in your head, physically on paper. Don't tell me you know the plan. Don't tell me it's in a Word document. I think you need to print it out and read it and touch it and feel it. Yeah. It doesn't matter how digital everything is. The reason we made these journals, the reason why I'm saying this physical plan needs to be a thing is because as humans, we are in the physical reality it does something to our brain when you have a physical piece of paper in front of you rather than just this digital stuff. Well, not only that, it makes the trading aspect more real. Like yeah. I feel like as traders, you get so in the screens that it almost doesn't feel real. Yeah. And you're looking at these however many um, placeholders of digits, whatever your account's at, you know, and it's very easy just to kind of get sucked into that. And then when you're away in real life, you know, you do disconnect it, but like in such a different way that having a physical trading plan, it's like, this is real. Like, this is what you're doing at the computer. You're not just playing with Monopoly money, trying to win back all your losses or like whatever people right. that don't have a trading plan do. I don't know well, how I they without, operate. Without, but. without the plan, what you end up doing, at least like before I met you, because you met me and I already had this part of my trading down. I yeah. had a system like there was already at that time we called it the S2. Like it was already built and that was running. Remember that? The S2. Yeah. Yeah. So, RIP. Yeah. So with my plan at that point, you came in and you saw me reading this thing every day and you saw me sending that idea out to people. But before that, without the plan, you're not consistent in your analysis. That's as simple as you can say, because you'll see things sometimes that you think are happening, but in reality, you're off edge. You're not, re you're not reading the market the way your system is telling you to read the market. So the plan helps keep you grounded in that. Let's go to tip number six. So this one is pretty good. It kind of ties into tip number four. Tip six is that Great traders cut losses quick and hold winners until the market tells them that it's time to get out of them. So this is a piece of risk management, trade management, that I think a lot of traders overlook. Getting in a winning trade is almost easy. It's like a 50% chance almost every time, right? Buy it or sell it. You could be in a winning trade. But getting out of that trade and closing the trade for a profit is a big issue that a lot of traders run into. That's why three years ago was basically when I started just moving my stop loss into profit as soon as I reached a certain point in the trade. That was a big thing that changed a lot for me because I started to lock my gains in and not give anything back. Now, I wasn't winning sometimes as big as these moves were happening, but I wasn't losing money either. And that was the big thing for me. Back to risk. You're yeah. more focused on the risk than you are the reward. Exactly. So that was where that started to tie together. So again, tip number six, great traders just cut losses very quickly. 
if you're wrong, what did we say a couple tips ago? You don't care. You can't care. Like, you whatever. need to get out and find a better price. Get out of the loss and find a better trade. Find a better risk setup. If you- anything, you should almost, in a weird way, have a love relationship with your losses because it teaches you something. And if you're not learning from it, eh, right. I don't even have words it's for repeat. you. It's just gonna yeah. re- you're going to continue to repeat it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll continue to dig yourself in a hole of not having a plan, not following a system. So now you see how all these tips tie together. This is why I didn't do some fancy edit for this video. They all work together. Tip seven is more tactical. This is that they always use a stop loss. I don't care what the stock traders say that they have a mental stop and they don't want to show the broker their stop. You guys know I trade Forex mainly. You need to have a stop loss when you're trading. There is no such thing as a mental stop in Forex because the market is too volatile. Statistics. It is too volatile. It will move past your mental stop and you will lose more money than you should have. You do that three or four times, you're way deeper than you needed to be in a hole. It's like being a football player, not wearing a helmet. That's a great example. Just stupid. (laughs) I thought you were going to say it's like driving a car without a seatbelt. That too. I mean, there's so many analogies. It's like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan. (laughs) Okay, good. Tip seven, they use a stop loss. Tip eight, this is something you guys hear me talk about a lot, that you have to have a grading system, A, B, and C. Now, you can do A and B, just have two grades. You can have three, you can have five, whatever works for you. I'm not going to tell you how to do that. I do A, B, and C, right? Yeah. I think that that is such a big turning point for me in my trading career two years ago, three years ago, when I started implementing this A, B, or C thing. Because to have language to give to these trades that just are not that great it helped me avoid those trades and avoid a lot of losses. Right there, that's why the grading system is perfect. Not only does it then tell me what size to put on the good trades, it helps me avoid those bad ones. You yeah, know? And not only that, not every trade you take is going to be the 100% Never. perfect setup. Right. So if you get in your head about that, then it might be like, oh, well, which ones do I take? How do I know when to take it? It just gets so confusing. So having that grading system in your plan helps you know, oh, well, if this is a B, this is how I react. Yep. Absolutely. Or respond. I should not use the word react. You got to get better at that. I know. So Sorry. if you're still listening this far in. Call me on my bullshit. Call me on, call her <laughs> on her bullshit. You're funny, right? All right. Tip number eight. We're about halfway through. Was that they have a grading system. Tip number nine. Do you want to restart my camera quick though? Yeah. Welcome to life of being your own podcaster, everybody. This camera over here only records for 30 minutes because of some tax that if it were recorded longer than 30 minutes, they were going to have to charge a tax on these cameras. So they only record to 29.59. That's it. So we have to keep restarting it. But anyway, tip number nine, 29.59. <laughs> tip number nine, they know which trades are best and which trades are less probable. So that kind of ties into tip number eight, having that grading system. Mm-hmm. You'll get to tip number nine if you have that. So we don't need to linger on tip number nine. Yeah. Tip 10, this is a good one. Every great trader has at least one mentor and or one coach actively working with them almost on a daily basis to improve their trading. How important is coaching mentorship just in life? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Who's yours? Right now, I'm like taking a lot from, I would call them like the old heads of the stock market, like Mike Bellafiore, Steve Burns, Steenbarger, Jack Schwager just had a new book come out, The Unknown Market Wizards. But in that book, he talks about Peter Brandt, who's another guy I follow on Twitter. He's been very successful. Tom Basso. I like to learn from people that I can actually talk to on social media and Twitter. You know what I mean? So for someone to have, those guys all have at least 30, 40 years of experience in trading or working with traders, anything they say, I'm going to listen to. So I try to learn from them. I think another big mentor for me or 
coach for me is myself. It's a weird thing, but like I know what I need to do every day with the charts to hold myself accountable to grow. So I can coach myself actually on my own system because I have a profitable system. I know what it looks like to find those entries. I can go practice them. I can go do markups. I can look for patterns within those. So I can be my own coach too. Who's yours? Who's a mentor or coach for you? Um, well, it depends on what area of my life. You know, I honestly don't know that I can give you anybody. Like I just go back to myself. Yeah. Every time. Like I, but it's kind of the way I was raised. I've always had to be my own best guidance. Yeah. My I own, can relate my, to that. My That's own, what I'm saying. My own inner compass. But I think you look to people like on Instagram, some of these yoga people that really do inspire you. Just inspiration alone could be a mentor, at least for in my book. Like Ru- Russ is a mentor to me. Some of his yeah. the lessons that he talks about in his book and in his raps, they're lessons. Yeah. That's mentorship. For me, it's hard though because I love everybody so equally and I look at every human as their own unique individual that it's like I can't look at somebody as like a mentor or value them more than the other person because it's like what's this yoga girl different from this yoga girl sure. not really anything sure what they're doing with their body might inspire me to be able to do that with my body but like I don't know them I've never talked to them I don't even know what they're they talk about I, I just feel, see them in poses you know I, I feel like Gary Vee could be a big mentor influence on you too because he kind of inspired a lot of what we did when we started asfx and like the idea of social media growth and, and growing your brand on social media at least on kind, my side too kind of, you were definitely a lot more into him than i was i don't know like i said like i i don't ever really attach to like one person or one group of people i kind of just i feel like you're gonna say what books. can i learn from it yeah literally yeah. that is a great answer books are my mentor yeah. i love books because yeah. i am I'm very strategic. So it's almost like, what can I pull out of everybody? Not, oh, what can I look at this one person like and be like, I need to. But that's how I feel too. Like, you know me. With, yeah. t- with Tom Basso, I had one conversation with him. We exchange on Twitter and email. Right. But I read his books. I read his blog. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? That's enough for me. I get more information out of his blogs. than I, When we talk, he and I talk about golf. Right. Like in Arizona. And we talk about the weather. It's not like he's coaching me actively. You know, I don't have yeah. anybody like that. So. But I get to be the coach and you get to be the coach for a lot of people watching this and people that are in our community, which is a pretty dope thing. You know what I mean? And I I did actually think of somebody who I don't really look at her as a coach or a mentor. But for those of you interested in like more of the self-work, all about your ego and stuff, the holistic psychologist on Instagram, she's fabulous. She puts out so much information that's not free plug. Yeah. Such a free plug. (laughs) Such a free plug. All right. Good. That's tip number 10. We've got five more. Number 11. Great traders do not trade every setup that they see. Selectivity. Remember my tattoo? Selectivity. I feel like this is like the oh right. this is gonna, moment. <laughs> but this is my thing. This is like I get on these rants where I just find a topic that I know is important and I just repeat it in as many different ways as I can because I need to drill it home into people. Again, going back to the grading system and knowing how to read high probability trades versus low probability trades, tip eight and tip nine, this tip is really saying, hey, now that you can read that this trade is not as probable, you don't need to put money into it. You can mark it up as an idea and learn from it. And if you can find that repeated, 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 it shows over and over and over, then maybe in a couple of months or weeks, you can put money into it because you now have some new data. But before that, you have to be able to read certain setups and avoid them because of their probabilities based on, I think, a checklist. That's what I use. Checklist has been a big thing before entering the trade. All right, where are we? Tip 12. You'll like this one. Tip number 12 is that great traders take time to get off the desk every day and reset. I've been doing boxing classes. Just got back from that today. We did yoga this morning, right? Mm -hmm. I think that just these things and everything is, everybody's different. 
what point in your life you are at, that's different, right? So I can never say, go do this. You need to go do this to reset. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm here to say. You got to know yourself. Find something that you can just release into, whether it's yoga and boxing, a balance of peacefulness and violence, whatever right. strokes your boat. Video games, Video games a book, yeah. a walk, yes, yes. like literally anything. All of those things. I do all of those things every day. I try to balance it out. You know what I mean? I love that. All right, good. Tip number 13. The best traders, I'm taking this one from Steve Burns. He taught me this. The best traders spend more time studying and analyzing than they actually do trading. In and out of the trade, it's normally not that much time. Get in, make money, close the trade, take the bag, and move on to the next trade. Yeah. Think of it like a sport. How many hours did Usain Bolt practice running to win the 100-meter race in nine seconds, eight seconds? Yeah. Think about hours and hundreds, if not thousands of hours. That's yeah. mastery. Physical training, that's mental ro- training, where's, all of it. Where's Robert Greene's book? It's in my office. That, that's that's mastery. Yeah. Non-stop practice to perform in a small window of time. <laughs> that's crazy. When you think about how I mean, he's gifted, no doubt. Usain Bolt is gifted. But when you watch like, I remember. His last when, name's Bolt. Yeah. Like, it's just a funny coincidence. <laughs> but when you think about him, like, I've seen his training videos. I love Jamaica. You know that. Like, I love him because I ran track. I feel like he had this God-given talent where he was just great. Like, he just is. He's tall, got muscular legs. He's built to run. But no matter what, he did not take that for granted. And he was like, I'm going to study and analyze more than I'm actually going to have to perform because I want to win. I want to be that, that great. So, yeah. And there's always analogies that we can throw from trading and sports. Two more tips. Tip 14. Great traders love self-development and they want to grow from within. Can you speak on that? Absolutely, because I feel like if you're a real trader, you're not surprised when I say that trading is like 90% mental. Right. Like it really is. You learn the as- like the technical aspects of it and it's like, okay, great. Yeah, I understand all of this. But then you're actually sitting there and you're like, wow, I'm in a trade and it's going higher and higher. Do I get out now? Oh my God, what do I do? Like so, learning how to control that comes from self development. Yes, comes from com- self study. Completely. I feel like you and me, everybody knows us. We're on like the psychology bug. I'm like, I'm not really into biohacking. Like, I don't think what I eat right now is going to impact my trading decisions as much as me learning why I'm thinking a certain way. Yeah, I'm on this part of it first. You know what I'm saying? For but sure. I, I love it. Like, I love learning about why I think the way that I think, why I act the way that I act. You know, I want to learn more about who I am. It's like thinking about your own thoughts. Then it's like you're thinking about a thought. Yeah. We could go down that road. We really. <laughs> but let's let's get to the last one here. So tip number 15. Now, if you've listened all the way through, comment below which of these tips has stuck out to you the most. If it's 15, comment to 15. If it's number five, comment to five. I'm going to read you all of them again in a second, but let me give you 15. Tip number 15 is the great traders, the best traders, do not allow social media and group chats and email threads and Twitter threads to impact their trading decisions. They know when to shut that off and when to go into their system and into their plan and when to go back to Twitter and talk shit and and rile up the feathers and say how great they are. But they know how to, it's like a switch. Mm -hmm. They don't get distracted and they don't let it become, it's like two separate bubbles. They don't let it become like one Venn diagram. They keep them separate. They don't get to overlap. My trading and my mind here is separate from my social media life and all this stuff. Because this stuff over here can be painted a certain way to show people a certain thing. It's not even real life. This is the real life. This is where great traders know that they have to focus. Yeah. I mean, and simply it's like, who is the one actually trading you or everybody else on social media? How many times have people told us that they 
follow the group chat and take stupid trades. Right. Because other people talking about it. It's like, are, is that in your trading plan to let other people make the decisions of your trades for you? Right. No. You know, don't disrespect all the hours that I put into building the system to then just go follow someone else that thinks they know more than you. Have some self-confidence, have some balls, learn the courses, learn the system, and do it yourself. That's yeah. always what we preach, self-sufficiency. Good. Here's the 15 tips again. If you listened all the way through, we appreciate you. We're going to wrap it up, but comment below which number you liked or are going to implement the best. Number one, great traders, bless you. Great traders go all in. Number two, they measure and calculate risk first. Number three, they're not scared to be wrong. Number four, they respond, they don't react. Number five, they have a trading plan and follow it like their Bible. Number six, they cut losses quick and they hold their winners until the market says stop. Number seven, they always use a stop loss. Number eight, they have a great or they have a grading system. Number nine, which ties into number eight, they know which trades they trade best. Number 10, they all have a coach or a mentor. Number 11, they don't trade every setup that they see. Number 12, they take the time off the desk to reset. Number 13, they spend more time studying and analyzing than they actually do in their trades. Number 14, they love self-development and they want to grow from within. And number 15, they know how to stay off of social media and not let it impact their trading. So we want to know which of these tips stands out to you the most. Which of these tips are you going to try to implement the most going forward in your trading? Comment below. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you're working on. We're all moving in the same direction, just at different speeds and from different starting points. So we're here to grow with you. That's why we love doing these videos. And we appreciate you guys always listening all the way through. Riley, do you have a secret word for us for those that listened? Comment which number you're going to do, but also do you have the secret word? I feel like word? Dennis are, is going to comment and be like, they're all great. I know, I know. <laughs> Come on, give us a secret word. The secret word is, I always go with food. Okay. Banana. <laughs> Banana, everybody. So comment below. Let us know which of the tips you're working on. Make sure you check the link in the description for the trading journals. They are available for you guys now comment banana if you listened all the way through and if you enjoyed it give us a thumbs up we appreciate it very much we'll see you guys in the next video bye thank you for listening to today's money if you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode there's a link in the show notes now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes and if there's anything that i can do to help you along your trading journey please reach out to me my contact info is in the description as well thank you very much and i'll see you in the next episode